Welcome to the High Peak Summer 2019 Camp Staff Podcast, where we interview our camp staff to learn a little bit more about their journey and their story. All right, welcome to the podcast again. We have a special visitor on the pod. Not a visitor anymore, actually, just uh, just part of the family, but we have a special guest for the podcast. We have our new camp director, James Johnson. James Johnson is uh, has just arrived at camp, and I when I say just arrived, you when did you arrive? Uh, we pulled in uh, today here at High Peak Camp at about one uh, thirty p.m. One thirty p.m. And what time is it now? Uh, it is well, it's ten thirty to North Carolina time. It's eight thirty two here yeah, exactly, in Colorado. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm still getting used to the time change. This is hot off the press. You have just arrived to camp and we start with a podcast. But James, here's why we start with a podcast. We want to make sure that our listeners who are primarily previous camp staff and what we found is future camp staff like to tune into our podcast to just explore more about what High Peak Camp is, what it looks like, what, you know, what kind of effect does it have on campers, uh, and what does it mean to be a staff member at High Peak. And so people tune in to hear their good old memories and members of the camp staff that they worked with that they didn't get to have conversation with as much. Uh, but we're excited to introduce you to the High Peak Pad, podcast, the podcast. It's on an iPad, uh, kind of. But I have some questions for you. Do you mind answering a few questions? Sure, for Dan. Us? I'll do my best. Okay, here we go. One, here's the first thing. Why don't you tell us about your family? Tell us a little bit about uh, who's coming with you to camp eventually. Great. So we have uh, our own camper group that's coming to camp uh, because we have four children, uh, one dog, one cat. And I'm not sure if the fish, whose name is Fish, is going to come with us because we're not sure if Fish will survive uh, the trek across country because we are driving. So, uh, it, real quick, is your what's your dog's name? Our, our dog's name is Charlotte. Okay, so we're not going fish and dog and cat. Co- correct. That's okay, correct. Okay, good. So Charlotte is a boxer. Oh, okay. Uh, but she's a rescue. Nice. Uh, she's uh, she's white, uh, pure white. Uh, and she still has a long tail. Most boxers have a doc, docked, yeah, right. Have a docked tail, uh, and because we adopted her from a rescue, we decided not to dock her tail. But I think there's a reason why. Many years ago, they started docking boxers' tails is because they're very strong and it's just like a whip. And so we've learned that uh, uh, as a family. So you have to watch out for her tail. Our but dog, she's a very sweet dog. Our dog is a shepherd mastiff. And her tail, she has no nerve endings in her tail, I'm certain. Because if you're on the ground or even not, she'll bump into houses and not or, or, or doors. She'll bump into the kids. And if you get hit with that tail, it can hurt. Yeah, yes, it does. It, exactly. It Sorry. Sure does. Okay. And your cat? So our cat's name is Izzy. And she is also a rescue. So my daughter has been doing gymnastics for the last several years. Good. And so my wife and son, AJ, were there to pick her up one afternoon uh, after gymnastics practice. And the cat jumped into the car. The doors were closed. The window was open. The cat jumped into the car. My son, AJ, gently opened the door, put the cat back out. The cat jumped back in. And then about an hour later, I get a call. Uh, We're bringing a cat home today. And I'm like, could you say that again? Because I am not a cat person. Yeah, me neither. So now we have a cat. Wow. Well, that cat was determined. Yes. Determined. So So, you have your cat. Sorry. Go, Go on with your family. So... Uh, I think you're really going to enjoy our family. Uh, we like to say we have a colorful family. Um, all of our children are adopted. Uh, my wife and I were foster parents uh, for almost 15 years. And 
we decided, uh, my wife actually challenged me to do this. Uh, I wasn't very excited about it at first until she told me a little bit more about it. Uh, but we couldn't have children on our own. Uh, that's a whole nother story for another time. Uh, and so she asked if I would be interested in doing a foster parenting class and becoming foster parents. And so, uh, we prayed a lot about it and decided this, this was the right thing to do because it was a way for us to give back and to be able to uh, love on some kids that we knew that uh, we wouldn't be able to have on our own. And so that's how we got into foster parenting. And so we were foster parents for almost 15 years. Wow. And uh, please know that we, we did not enter foster parenting hoping to adopt. We just wanted to uh, love on some children out there that needed some special love and care. And through that process of having uh, of so many years, uh, every single one of our chip, uh, children were adopted through uh, being foster parents. Uh, Baden, who is now 17, um, we, we actually had four foster children at home at the time. And we got the call from our social worker uh, and basically asked me if I would like to adopt a child. Uh, she said, this is highly unusual. I know this is a crazy question for you, uh, but if you are interested, uh, then we, would, we, we have a child that was just born and we would like for you to, uh, to be the adoptive family. Wow. And so we picked him up when he was three days old. Three days Three old. days old from the hospital. And uh, he, uh, he came directly into our family. Uh, was adopted within two days. Uh, AJ uh, was also in foster care. Uh, he was uh, struggling uh, with living with a family. He was about six months old with some abuse going on there. And uh, and we took him into our home. And he was actually in foster care for almost four years wow. before we adopted him. Uh, Lewis, uh, same way. We took him in as a foster child um, the day after he was born and stayed with our family ever since. Wow. And uh, daughter Kayla... Uh, our only girl and the, all the boys kept asking, when are we going to have a sister? When are we going to have a sister? And it was like, we're not having any more children. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it just worked out that she uh, was brought into our home when she was about four months old. Wow. And uh, just some uh, terrible circumstances sure. you know, with, uh, with the birth parents and uh, we were able to adopt her. Wow. And so, uh, and when I say colorful uh, it's because uh, uh, Baden uh, our oldest is the only Caucasian. Everyone else is uh, has like Navajo or Hispanic or really? something like wow. that. So, so yeah. really colorful. Yeah, very colorful family. That's yes. exciting. Well, that's good to hear. So where have you and your family been residing? Where are you from? Where are you coming to us from? So we are coming from Hendersonville, North Carolina, which if you're familiar with North Carolina, it's right below Asheville in the mountains, Smoky Mountains of uh, North Carolina. I have been serving as a full-time camp director at a place called Camp Tacoa for the last 22 years. Wow. Uh, camp Tacoa is where I worked when I was in college uh, in 1989 and 90. So I've been a part of camping retreat, uh, retreat ministry for over 30 years. And so we've been, uh, been full-time at Tacoa for the last 22 years, and my family has grown up there. Wow. Yes, so you've only been here for eight hours. Yes, sir. But uh, what do you see as the difference between the two already? We can talk weather, elevation. What's a major difference already? Well, it's a little colder up here. It's a little, uh, <laughs> a little As you said, the weather's a little different. It's a little colder up here. Uh, but, you know, we talk about mountains in North Carolina, uh, but the mountains are a, a little bit higher uh, up here. And I would have to say they, they are a lot more beautiful. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's good know. to know. So, you know, just incredible sights as driving up here today. 
but you know, this is, uh, I know this is a wonderful location. Uh, over the years, probably the last 22 years, I've probably been out um, to this area maybe three or four times okay. for conferences and different things like that. And every time I've come out, I was like, wow, this would be an incredible place to live. Yeah, no, and, it is. And so uh, when I saw uh, the advertisement come up that High Peak Camp was looking for a camp uh, director and I read a little bit more about uh, Salvation Army's mission and about the camp's mission and ministry, uh, I knew this might be a wonderful place for me to be a, uh, possibly serve here. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Salvation Army and, and the Methodist uh, Church very closely connected, at least in our origins and ties, right? Yes, they are. So I, I'm not sure if I've been mentioned or not, but I am uh, an ordained elder of the United Methodist Church. Uh, I was uh, attended Pfeiffer University uh, and then went to Duke Seminary. Uh, when I finished Duke Seminary, I worked in a local church for four years. I was a youth minister. Oh, Loved nice. every yeah. minute of it. Sure. But even at that time, I knew I wanted to be in camp and retreat ministry. Uh, now, I could have stayed an associate in the church and been a youth minister for years because I just loved it so much and working with the youth. Uh, but I had the opportunity to go to Camp Tacoa because I knew at some point in my career um, as a minister that I wanted to serve in camp and retreat ministry. So I was given that opportunity. And so uh, this just extends that even more so. Yeah, absolutely. So you have been in camping for quite a long time. Yes, over sir. Over 22 years. Yes, sir. And you have uh, now transitioned and, and day one here, but you're transitioning to high peak camp. What do you most love about camp in general? What about camp is just the most amazing thing? I love seeing the kids smile and laugh. Uh, I love seeing people grow in their faith. Uh, I love watching young people, especially college students who come to work here and meeting lifelong friends. Uh, when I've been out recruiting, uh, you know, you I know that when you're in college, uh, whether it be a college or a university, no matter how, what size, you, you make some lifelong friends there. But friends that you make at camp, it, it, there's, there's a difference. Uh, I've not been able to put my finger on it, but I just know that there's a difference. And those friends are friends for life as well. Those are your camp friends, and they will be your friends for life. And someone that you can call on, you know, and in your best of times and your worst of times, and they're going to be there for you. Yeah, you mentioned actually even uh, at Camp Tacoa, and something we've been talking about doing here at High Peak is a camp reunion type deal. Yes. And uh, how successful that was. Yeah, so uh, almost 20 years ago we decided, you know, hey, let's, uh, let's do a Christmas reunion. We know we're not going to get everyone, but let's just get everyone together, do a little white elephant, uh, play some camp songs, uh, just have some fun together. We'll decorate for Christmas and, you know, everyone can wear their ugly sweaters, whatever they want to do, uh, and just have them in for a few hours. And then usually the college students will stay up way late into the night. I obviously go to bed. Early. I can't stay course, up all night. Yeah, sure. uh, but it's it's turned out to be just a wonderful, wonderful thing. Well, I think that's something uh, yeah. that uh, if you're listening to the podcast and you're listening through our uh, social media, that's something we're looking at doing soon. So uh, hopefully that will be uh, something coming up for this Christmas, maybe something similar. Yep. Uh, ugly sweater contest. I didn't think about that. Yeah, in fact, sweater. extra points if you come to our uh, camp reunion and you make an ugly sweater out of old ugly camp t-shirts. How about that? Oh, that's, nice. Uh, nice. Extra points for that. Uh, that's exciting. What about, um, what is one of the, what is something about yourself that is interesting? And I know we talked about this off, off podcast, that that's always a hard thing to come up with, but have you done anything that the average person doesn't get an opportunity to do? Hmm. Well, let's see. 
Uh, I like to run. It's going to take me some time uh, to obviously get used to the elevation here. Sure. Uh, but I've run three marathons. Wow. And uh, two years ago, uh, I got involved with a program called Go Ruck. Okay. Uh, which is where, uh, believe it or not, you basically put a backpack on you with about 30 pounds of weight in it and you just ruck around. Uh, you know, I love to backpack, but this is different because you're doing crazy stuff with the ruck. Sure. And, and I did a, an 18 hour challenge, which started at nine o'clock at night, uh, led by a person called the cadre and about 25 people that do all these kinds of crazy, uh, challenges, meaning with weights and, sure. uh, with the ruck pack, uh, on at, at the entire time. So yeah, just something unique. I do. I like, you know, I just like to, uh, to try to stay fit as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to try to keep up with the college students as much as yeah. I can. It's getting harder and harder. Yeah. It's getting harder and harder. Well, you know what we, we do yeah. uh, with our camp staff, we do uh, games throughout the summer on, on break days. We'll play basketball and I'm always, I always challenge them. We're doing ultimate yeah. Frisbee and all sorts of stuff. But back to the rucking thing, you do that for fun. I do that for fun. That's because right. when I was in the military, that wasn't fun. That, that's right. Okay, yeah. Okay. We get that all the time. So, <laughs> okay. you know, you do push ups with the ruck, you know, you do yeah. squats with the ruck. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you go out and ruck 10 miles and people say, yeah, I did that in the military. I don't need to do that anymore. So, so when I, when I joined the military, um, for a few months leading up to it, I had to lose some weight to get in the military and I lost about 80 pounds over the course of three or four months, um, really rapidly. And I went in the military and, uh, I'm a fairly decent runner. I don't enjoy it at all, but I'm a fairly decent runner. And, uh, I was even better at a ruck. I was better at rucking because they would throw a 60 pound ruck pack on my back, but I'd just been carrying 80 pounds, extra pounds for my whole life, you know? <laughs> and so they were always amazed because I, we literally did this one ruck. They would, it was till you died basically. And we'd start, we started with probably 70 or 80 people. And only 12 people finished, and mm -hmm. I was the third person in line. Like, it, it was a long, oh, blisters on the feet. Um, but it does. Rucking is different than walking. Some people go, oh, you going out for a walk? That's not a walk. No, no. Definitely not a walk. Well, not that's good. Walk. That's exciting. So you like the outdoors. You like being fit. You like being, uh, yes. you like running. It will take you time to acclimate uh, to yes. this uh, elevation and temperature. And uh, right now, if you look outside, the snow running is probably not too uh, ripe. But um, there's opportunities for that, uh, especially down in town. Well, James, uh, I am excited that you are here as the camp director. I'm excited that you're going to be highly involved in our recruitment this summer and uh, in our interviews. If you're listening to the podcast and you have yet to have had an interview for this summer, uh, there is a high probability that that interview will be with James and or myself uh, for summer. And so you'll have an opportunity to get to meet James, I say in person, but especially over Zoom or Skype or whatever you use. But uh, if you would um, just be in prayer for James and his leadership over camp and our summer that's coming up in 2020. It's hard to believe we're already planning for summer 2020. Yes, it is, but it, it uh, it's, it's time to start. Sneaks up on yeah, you. It, it sure sneaks does. Sneaks up on you. Um, but James, we are, we're excited for you to be a part of uh, our camp staff and our body of believers that will come. And we just know that God will bless your time here in the ministry and uh, that uh, people will come to love you just as we have in a short few months. We've interacted with one another. So uh, thanks for joining the podcast and thanks for coming to uh, step into ministry and leadership with us at High Peak Camp. And thank you so much. Uh, and again, just thank uh, everyone that was involved in the interview process and for giving me this opportunity. Uh, this is a, a tremendous challenge, uh, a tremendous opportunity. Uh, I'm looking forward to meeting everyone that's been involved uh, with this camp over the last few years and maybe just maybe a short time, even the last year, and just uh, getting to, uh, to meet you in person, getting to know you. 
uh, and getting to learn more about this camp and all that you do here. I'm excited about being part of it. So thank you. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. And we will be in communication with you and talk to you later on the podcast. Take care.